0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm your host, DG McCullough. I'm a communications coach, a narrative coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand based in the fine state of Wisconsin. In this week's Sage Sayers podcast, I'm reading from Medium, my personal essay on life lessons from coaching at scale. When I self retired from academia three or so years ago and entered an entirely new industry by training to become a coach, I didn't truly know what I was getting into. You see, I'd never had a coach before. In fact, my only inkling of what coaching was came from my best friend Rachel, a fellow Berkeley graduate and, like me, a journalist turned professor her very expensive but highly effective coach yielded huge perspective shifts and results. But as my training at the University of Medicine's coaching program began and I started learning about the International Coaching Federation's core competencies, I felt growing self-awareness and confidence. I learned to shut up, to listen, and with all my senses, I learned to manage my active mind, to honour my intuition, to connect with the human being that I coached, and to trust the coaching process, which was a deceptively difficult one to trust. My fellow coaches in training and I were in great hands. Our instructors and trainers, a trio of strong-willed sassy, excellent coaches, all aligned on the need to have fun, get messy, and follow the competencies. Our head instructor, Charity Gent, along with our co-instructors, Sharon Barber and Laura Gleisner, planted that earlier seed to always trust the process. And this lesson required that we coach the person, not the problem to hold the coachee as capable, competent, and resourceful, no matter what. I translated this wisdom in my Kiwi speak as, get out of your head Kiwi girl, fret not about being a novice, accept that no one perfect coaching question exists. Stop fixing, listen, sense, share, but without attachment, and let the coachee feel and find the answers already within. Any effort has paid off. Today I'm writing of a big, big milestone. Having just counted up my individual coaching hours, at this exact moment, I have coached 3,184 individual paid coaching hours since my training began in early September 2019. Most of these hours have come from repeat business because I've helped coaches make breakthroughs, build strategy, and find that clarity through being present and me following the mantras that I outlined earlier. Writing this down today, I feel proud and astonished because that is a lot of hours. Also, having met this milestone and surpassing 2,500 individual coaching hours back in September, I feel excited and motivated. Now I can start my process of applying to become a Master Certified Coach, an MCC Coach, a credential that the International Coaching Federation has only granted to 1,725 coaches globally, as of June 2022 that is, and I know these numbers because I wrote to them and I asked. So what will I do with this exciting win and vantage point? a few things. I'm going to learn from the MCC credentialing process, but not just as a coach wanting to master her craft, but also as a journalist, a podcaster, and a memoirist. I know it's hard, but how hard? I want also to demystify this process for me and other professionals curious about coaching as a career for leaders wanting to cultivate leadership presence and for coaches wanting to take their skills and certifications all the way to the top. I plan to write a memoir, another one, on changing careers three years ago at age 49 then into an unknown industry and are coaching mid-level managers and executives 40 times a week. I'll also launch in January a new podcast chronicling my journey of applying to MCC. I'm trademarking the podcast name currently and so I but I can say that the theme ties to reinvention, coaching and maintaining presence which requires quietening our restless, anxious and forever doubtful mind. When we feel that presence, the joy and the breakthroughs that result feel profound. Also, Without feeling that presence, I doubt I'd have the stamina to coach, at least not at this scale. Presence, and for me that means thinking less about us and more about others, energizes and uplifts. So why the need for thought leadership alongside the MCC training and application process? Because I believe that mine is a tale of reinvention, entrepreneurship and hopefully an uplifting saga. This story chronicles a New Zealand immigrant who came to the US 26 or so years ago now, solo and on a one-way ticket. I arrived to San Francisco, California, not from New Zealand, but from Tokyo, Japan, where I had worked five years. I brought with me only a backpack full of photo negatives, books, some clothes, and my hopes and dreams. Through the happiness that I have discovered from coaching and the love of my chosen family, my husband Colby, our sons, and then my loving American and global friends, I have secured my American dream. Now that's the story that I want to tell in hopes that it may inspire clarity in others too. Do you want to hear the story? I hope so. And if not, please do cheer me on because that's what Americans do best, in my humble view. You've been listening to The Sage Sayers, and thank you for listening to this episode. And if you're one of my coaches, thank you for supporting me through this huge milestone and victory. Because of you, I am. If you're wanting to engage with me in any way, look for me on LinkedIn under D.G. McCullough, and you'll find that link in my show notes. You can look at check out my website at hangingrockcoaching.com and there you'll find my calendly link if you'd like to get on my calendar for a quick session to discover how we can partner together through individual or group coaching then there is that link Take good care thanks for listening and bye-bye for now